Listener Production. Hi, 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 hi. Hello. Yes, hi. Oh, I see you over there. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Stop, stop, stop. Thank you guys so much. Welcome to come out wherever you are. This is a safe space for curious people to learn more about the coming out experience. So congratulations. You are now a part of this beautiful community. And because this is a podcast about the coming out experience, it is only fair that I go first. My name is Sean Zepps. My pronouns are he, him, and I am a fabulous homosexual. I first came out in early 2000 in a friend's closet, no joke. And I last came out, I was actually out with friends last week, I guess so it would be four days ago. They knew that I was gay, but I actually had to come out as a father, which is interesting. Normally I have to come out with my sexuality, but when I tell people I'm gay or they look at me, they don't often think dad. So that was the last time I came out. Today we are welcoming a brand new member to the Come Out Wherever You Are family, Liam Cooper. Liam, can you introduce yourself? Tell us when you first came out and tell us if you can remember when you had to last come out. Hello, thank you for having me. My name is Liam Cooper. I actually came out on, well, pretty much came out on the show. It was like ripping off a Band-Aid, coming out onto the show in front of everyone. I did come out to some friends, but I'm a big believer in you don't have to come out. So why do you have to do it? Like Mm. heterosexuals don't come out straight. So why do we have to come out? Um, But the biggest one was probably on the show. That was when I came out to everyone. If Liam Cooper's name sounds familiar to you, it's probably because he was on season eight of Married at First Sight Australia. Liam's story went viral when he was publicly outed on national TV as a bisexual during his own wedding ceremony. It is very hard to watch. Liam is clearly put on the spot and everyone around him is shocked when they realize that he's not joking. Since appearing on the show, Liam has become a powerful representative for our community with his partner and fellow MAFS contestant, Sam Levi. Before we get into it, there's just really one thing you need to know. We're going to dive right into the conversation and you're going to hear Liam refer to, quote, the show. And I just want you to know that he's talking about Married at First Sight Australia. Okay, let's dive right into it. I think it's really important consider all of the different pieces that make up a person prior to coming out. So I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit to your childhood. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in a small country town of the Southern Highlands. Like it's it's big now, but when I was there, it was tiny. Like it was just three little small towns. That was it. If you didn't grow up and then become a tradie, something was wrong with you. When I hear small country town, I don't always think accepting environment was it an accepting environment to people Uh, who were different oh god no like you literally had to fit one mold and that was it like you couldn't live outside that mold if you were a little bit femme or you did something that didn't go against the town oh god it was hell did you know anyone who fell into that minority group were there people around you who were out as gay or bisexual no so i had no one i had no one who was bisexual gay lesbian no one When did you realize that you also were sexually attracted to men? And in retrospect, did you think that was a, quote, thing? 
the reason I'm asking specifically is oftentimes people who are bisexual, because they like both genders, they go through a different kind of aha moment mm. than say someone who is 100% gay or lesbian. And so I'm just wondering when you first became attracted to men, did you realize this is a thing I need to be worried about? Or did you think everyone felt the same way? Yeah, so I could always admire a guy. Like growing up, even in high school, I was like, oh, you're good looking, like you've got a good body or you're good looking. But I just thought every other guy did that. Mm. But I couldn't turn to my mates to be like, oh, you do look at such and such and think he's good looking or is it just me? So obviously I had to keep that to myself. But it wasn't because I had no one who was bisexual. I had no one to look up to, even know. I didn't even know bisexual existed until I was like, oh, maybe 25 or something. Like Mm. I was pretty late to the scene. And it wasn't until I met... I moved to Brisbane. I left the country town and I moved to Brisbane and Brisbane was just so open. They didn't even bat an eyelid. And it wasn't until I met a friend of mine who she was bisexual and she's like, oh, no, I'm bisexual. Like, this is what it is. And I was like, oh, my God, that is what I am. Like, this is what it is. And this was my aha moment. And I'm like, why did it take me so long? Or, you know, I think it was that small country town, but that was my aha moment. And I was like, where has this been my whole life? So the first time you find out about bisexuals from a friend. Uh, they tell you that they're bisexual. In that moment, did you decide to come out and share your truth with her? Did you still keep quiet? Yeah, I told her straight away. It was like a, oh my God, don't leave me. Like, y- yes, like I've met someone who understands who I am. They're exactly the same. Like, let's be best friends for life. Like, do not leave me. Kind of, it was It was that moment. Like, it was that aha, like, oh my God, I feel safe. Wow. And it's such a weird thing to feel like, at 25, finally feeling safe in one person. Oh, that hurts. Honestly, mm. it does. Mainly it hurts because oftentimes, I I don't think that straight people, most straight people understand the power of community. Oftentimes yeah. around Mardi Gras, you'll hear things like, why is it so important that gay people uh. have a day? Why is it so important that gay people have a community? Straight people don't have community. Actually, straight people have the world. Have All of everything. them. That's your community. <laughs> But obviously, if you've lived 25 years of your life, which is an extremely long time, and a part of Mm. that, maybe a decade of that, you're confused and lost and not sure if you're broken. And then you Mm -hmm. find someone who is clearly not broken. You're not going to let go of that. Uh -uh, I'm holding on tight. So after you tell her you have your safe space, Mm -hmm. how long until you decided that you might want to tell some other people? So I told her and then... Then afterwards, I didn't really feel like I had to tell... I'm a big believer that you don't have to come out. But, you know, after hanging out with her, meeting her friends, going to, you know, gay clubs, feeling more open and that, it just it just became more like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm bi. It would just kind of just rolled off the tongue. I found more, I was more accepted in myself. Obviously, I had to grow more and more. But I didn't really tell anyone per se. Like, if I met someone that I felt comfortable, I'd be like, yep. And then that was it. But I think the second person I actually told was my housemate that I moved in with. So at the start, I was a bit... Oh, I don't know if I should tell you kind of thing. So I kept it a secret and, you know, would still go see girls. And she just thought I was, you know, straight. And then it wasn't until one night where I was like, I'm actually bringing a guy home. And she was like, wait, what? Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'll say, yeah, I'm bye. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. Enjoy. And I was like, what? Like more people just, it was just like a normal, like, yeah, whatever. Like Mm. Bob's your uncle. Catch you later. As I thought it was going to this huge, horrible thing where people would hate me and not talk to me and not accept me. But I was like, oh, yeah, okay. See ya. Well, oftentimes we build it up in our heads to be bigger than it might be. But I do have to ask, the two examples you've used so far, both of those people I'm thinking were living in Brisbane, right? Like, so city folk at the time, and then both of them are women. Yeah. 
Is your experience overall that coming out to women tends to be easier? Yeah, coming out to women is so much easier than males. I don't know what it is. Um, I think because with males, you get that whole, ooh, like, is he going to hit on me? Oh, my God. And then they, I feel like they go back in their head and be like, oh, all those times, like, we shared a bed. Like, was was he into me? Exactly. And it's like, bro, no. Like, yeah. you're not even my type. I wouldn't even come near you. So, yeah, I found it much easier coming out to women. So I think majority were. I think the first guy I actually told was my brother. Okay. Now, you've yeah. said publicly multiple times that your relationship to your family is a little bit fractured. Yeah. Um, what was your relationship like to your brother prior to that? Yeah, so he's my best friend. Oh, great. Um, we grew up together. I raised him from, I think, like 10. So we're a very tight little unit. We've always been together ever since. Um, yeah, pretty much my best friend. And, and telling him, like, literally I told him and he turned around to me and was like, okay, what do you want for dinner? And I was just like, oh, like, you don't want to talk about it? And he's like, I've known. Like, oh I've known. Goodness. And I was like, oh, like, why'd you not say anything? And he's like, well, I was waiting for you to feel comfortable. Like, when you were ready, I was ready. Liam. That's amazing. Yeah. I just sunk and I was just like, and I get emotional because I'm like, I can't believe it. Because not that I was scared to tell him, but he was the one person that I didn't want to like disown me or not want to talk to me. But he literally looked at me. I was like, all right, like, what do you want for dinner? I don't care. And that was like, wow. Okay, cool. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. It makes me emotional only because I know your story. Like I know what was told on television, but then I also follow you. So I'm, I'm, aware of the fact that if you have a troubled childhood and you're you're surrounded by a lot of negativity and if you don't really have support from your parents, you latch on and create connections with people as close as possible. And siblings can really morph into being those most powerful relationships. And so when you feel different inside and you know that you're different than everybody else, there's a lot of fear that you might lose people because of that. Mm. And so to hear that not only was he capable of of responding so nonchalantly, but then also to follow up that nonchalance by saying, I was waiting for you. This is about you, not me, is yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, I literally, I think I cried and I was like, what? Like, why? Because in my head, I was like, why did you not? Like, it would have been so much easier for you just to tell me. And he's like, bro, I voted for gay marriage. Like, I told you this. This was me trying to hint at you, but because I didn't pick it up, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Wow. But yeah, like, it was just such an emotional time when I told him. Wow, that's beautiful. So you have, a, mm. actually, you have quite a few, all of your first uh, experiences are quite positive, which is nice. Did that interaction with your brother go, I want to tell more people? Yeah, so after I told my brother, I then told my sister, because um, me and her had a rocky relationship, but we're good. So I told her, and, and she was the same. She was like, yeah, okay, as long as you're happy, like, I don't care. Um, and obviously, she had questions, like, as people do Mm. so I answered those but then that was like okay and then that's when I stopped and then I came out on the show wow okay a lot of those questions I'd like to ask you now because I'm not going to beat around the bush within the larger queer community there is no group of people maybe that's not true but historically the people who get the worst shit end of the stick are bisexuals would you agree Mm -hmm. with that oh my god yes yes and and not just from outside the community also from within inside the community, right? Oh my god, yes. I mean, we can just admit it. We don't. I'm I'm a homosexual, yeah. so I can, I can fully admit that gays historically have struggled with bisexuals, mainly because no, I'm not going to even say why because I want to ask you the questions. Okay. Obviously, this is not how I feel, but this is what people think, and I'd love to know how you respond to it and if you think the questions are fair. The first question I imagine you get asked is, "Are you just on a gateway drug to Gayville?" 
Oh my God, like you would not believe it. I think I, after the show, everyone was like, don't lie to yourself. Like you're gay, you're just transitioning, like knock it off. And I literally, to this day, I'm still fighting people. And I'm like, look, when old boy can't get up for one or the other, then I know I'm completely gay or I'm back to straight. Mm. But while it goes both ways, that's what's happening. And people are like, nah, you're transitioning. Like, just knock it off, Liam. Like, literally, just come to terms and just say you're gay. I'm like, oh. Why do people ask that question, do you think? I just don't think they believe it. They're like, you can't be. Like, you're not bisexual. And I think because I'm also a male, yeah, that's exactly. another thing. Like, being a male and being bisexual, it's kind of forbidden in a way. And it's also disgusting to heterosexual and other people. Mm. If I was a female, it's almost like it's sexualized. Like, oh yeah, it's so hot to be a female and be bisexual because you see two women make out. And I feel like if you're a female and you're bisexual, people just think, oh, it's just like a phase. Like you're just partying, like you're experimenting. You're not really a lesbian. You're nothing. Like you'll get married to a guy. But being a guy, being bisexual, it is, I, I feel it's harder just because the stereotypes around it and no one believes that you're bisexual. Mm. I mean, we're still, even as the world changes, um, even as we have become more aware in the last couple of years of various different types of sexualities, Mm. the introduction and rise of pronoun usage, seeing more queer people in the media shown in a positive light. Like, mm-hmm. I think anyone who's a member of this community would agree we're moving in a good direction. Oh, but yeah. even as all of that is happening, we're still very obsessed with boxes. Yeah. Even the people who are not obsessed with boxes accidentally become obsessed with boxes by saying, I'm not a part of a box, but here's my box. Yeah. And so for the average person who's who can never understand what it is like to be a homosexual, at least... What they can do is say, I like women and Sean likes men. Mm -hmm. I'm A, Sean is B. And then Liam comes into the conversation and they're like, wait a second. I I understand A and and I don't like B, but I understand it. And now here's a C and they're completely confusing the boxes. And you're like, well, I don't fit into either of those and that's hard for them. That's it. Yeah, it is. I also feel like it's more, I cop more from um, lesbians. Wow. Unexpected. Yeah, I I get more hate from lesbians in my DMs to this day just being like, I think more have been um, because of the show and they're like, nah, like what you did to Georgia was wrong, blah, 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 blah. But then they're like, just admit it. Like admit it to me. And they also just hound and hound and hound Mm. for me to be like, yeah, okay, I'm gay. Like congratulations. Is that what you want to hear? But it's from the community as lesbians. That's fascinating. That is my biggest struggle. Yeah. I have apologized publicly a couple of times to the bisexual community because I also came out as bisexual first. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's an important conversation to have. I haven't done it on the show, but I know I speak for a lot of the members of our community Mm -hmm. who were struggling at a young age, who felt it was an easier stepping stone. For me, it was, let's see how everyone reacts if they can't handle this. Well, I'll just I'll just keep the straight yeah. I'll keep the straight part You'll of the bisexual. Going down that route. Yeah. What's challenging is there are so many people on this planet, including my husband and you, who like both genders, mm. and so unfortunately, we do a disservice to the larger bisexual community, and we help we assist by erasure because what we're doing is we're saying hey, everyone, I'm bisexual, and then people get comfortable with that information. Then I come out as gay later or lesbian later, and all of a sudden, 
I put a seed in that person's head that says bisexuality is not real. Yeah. And that's, so obviously I apologize to you in the larger community because that's really troubling. You have so yeah. many people, those lesbians in the DMs who are, who are probably coming for you because they're projecting. Mm. They're saying, yeah. well, I wasn't really bisexual, so you must not be either. That's it. And I guess it is a struggle to some people because there is people out there that yeah, go through that period where it's easy to come out as bisexual and then transition to gay. Mm. And that's fine. Like, it's all good. Um, but yeah, people just don't understand that you can be bisexual. I know I still cop it today because I'm with Samuel, who's a guy. Yep. And people are like, well, you're gay. Like, you're gay. I'm like, no, because if we were to break up, I, I pr- could still go to a woman. Like, I can do all this. But even Samuel didn't understand being like bisexual. He still struggled with it when we first got together. It wasn't until I actually sat him down and explained it. He was like, oh, wow. Mm. So he's still learning to this day. But I, I cop it even because I'm with a, with a guy now. Well, that was my second un- uncomfortable question because I know that a lot of people who come out as bisexual when they're single tend to struggle less than when they're in a relationship. And mm. so if you're listening and that doesn't make sense to you, if you're bisexual and people can't link a partner to you, they can understand, picture you, and put you in a box and that box is that you're both. The second yeah. you step into a relationship, whether it's with someone of the same sex or the opposite sex, the world then views you through the lens of only half of that box. So if you're with a woman like you were on MAFS, then you're in the box of straight presenting. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a relationship like you are now with a man, you fall into the box of gay. And so when you're in a relationship with the man like you are now, do you get a lot of people that say, are you gay now? Yeah, yeah. So still, like to this day now, that would be like, well, you're gay now, right? Like you're not bisexual. I'm like, no, I'm still bisexual. Like I didn't wake up being like, oh, I'm gay now. Like, oh, this is a new thing. No, still bisexual, but yeah, I still cop it. As you're developing relationships with someone of the same gender or the opposite gender, I guess there must be people intellectually who think, well, as Liam gets closer and falls deeper in love with Sam, maybe he'll understand that that love is different than the sexual love of a woman. Mm. And I'm interested Mm. in how you would respond to that. Yeah, like I guess, you know, Samuels was my first partner as a guy. I've never dated anyone but Samuel. Um, So that was a struggle for me myself. But it is, it's a different love. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I also feel very comfortable and safe with Samuel. Mm-hmm. I've never really felt that in a relationship with females, maybe because, you know, I was high, not really hiding, but I couldn't really be myself in those relationships until I was older and, you know, I was single for six years until the show. So I think that played a bigger part. But, yeah, it's it's different. Like, it's a different love, but it's still the same. If I understand it. We had yeah. a beautiful interview on this show with an asexual who was able to quite powerfully, his name was David J, unpack for us as listeners the difference between romantic love and sexual love. And then mm-hmm. obviously there is a lot of nuance within those. And then there's other categories. You might be um, intellectually in love with someone, stimulated by their intelligence. And what was powerful for me in that conversation was unpacking the difference between being mm-hmm. able to be sexually attracted to someone, you're sexually attracted to both genders, and then that there is differences in your ability to be emotionally or romantically attracted to people. Yeah. And I think what you've tapped in on is when you're in a relationship, a traditional heterosexual relationship, the world still has standards for what that Mm -hmm. means. Liam must be masculine. Liam must lean into his 
masculine traits. That's it. Are you into footy? What's the way you're acting? You make a joke about flipping your hair and that's, quote, too gay, too femme. Mm -hmm. Whereas in your current relationship, still a bisexual, but in your current relationship with a man, maybe you're allowed to do that without judgment. For example, if you're in a relationship with a man, like you are now, and you bring out some of your masculine characteristics, usually within the queer community, that's not a problem. The way it yeah. would be if you were straight. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I imagine romantically that allows you to potentially go a little bit deeper in your relationship, which is maybe why the love is stronger, because there's, you're not actually hiding the colors of you. That's right. I'm glad you found that. And I think, again, I'm just going to keep saying it. Still bisexual, everyone. Still bisexual, guys. right? Doesn't Still change bisexual anything. Does not change a thing. The thing I would like to see changed: we've all known men, straight men, heterosexual men, our entire lives, who are a little bit flamboyant, just mm-hmm. a tad bit. You know, they watch RuPaul's Drag Race with their wife. They have a more feminine voice. Maybe it's higher mm-hmm. pitch. Maybe they did theater growing up or dance. We really struggle as a society with those men. We don't yep. understand where or how they fit in. But I think through the lens of this conversation, if you're an ally listening, like the top priority is being your authentic self. You can never be that's in a it. relationship that's meaningful long-term if you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a little bit flamboyant and that's your authentic self, you can bring that to other, to other women, the, the women you're trying to date, and be like, well, this is me. Because if that person doesn't like it, that relationship's not going to last. That's it. Mm. That's it. And, you know, I think I saw it. There was a point with Georgia, I think, where she turned around once and said, oh, you know, I don't know if I can give you, like, you might want more dick, even though I was with her. Yeah. And I was just like, but that's not how bisexuals work. Like, if I'm dating you, I'm dating you. It doesn't mean I'm thinking like, oh, God, I really want dick tonight. Like, I'm I'm going to go get it. And I think that's the biggest struggle as well. And I think they don't understand that. Like, And I think that's why I struggle dating women is they would always think like, well, do you want to go get dick? Yeah. Like, am I am I enough for you? And it's like, I'm, it always would blow my mind because I'm like, but I'm with you. Like, I, I want you. I'm monogamous. I don't go outside the box or anything like that. But it was still such a big struggle. And you would, I'd get these females. I was like, but, you know, you do like males. So mm-hmm. if you go out, are you going to go get dick? And I'm like, that, that's not how it works. And, I, you know, I think also maybe Samuel, he doesn't think that. Mm. Well, my final question and the uncomfortable questions was, what do you do when people say you're just sexually greedy? And I think it's great uh, that you've just answered it. I understand why. I I don't want to pretend that the queer community doesn't have a reputation for being promiscuous. And okay. I also don't want to pretend that it's unjust because if you're just thinking of the average person watching the media— in the 90s or the late 80s, all of a sudden you're seeing this AIDS epidemic and queer people are attached to it and you're learning about these sex parties and you're learning about how AIDS spread so quickly and in your mind you're going, well, they just have a lot of sex. And so if you're a straight person and you're a straight woman and you're dating a bisexual person, I can completely understand why Georgia might think, oh, well, men who like men are just horny beasts who just want to run around and sleep with anyone and I'm never going to be able to fulfill them when in actuality it comes back to that initial conversation about romantic love and sexual love are two different things. But just because you're sexually attracted to two genders doesn't mean that you're racing around trying to sleep with both all the time. As if for every woman you need a man and back and forth and back and forth. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, it's not how it works. And I guess not many people talk about it. No. 
But I like we still get it, and they're like, "Well, aren't you scared that like Liam's gonna, you know, drift off and want to be with a woman, or like he's gonna cheat on you because he loves both?" And it's like, guys, that's not how it works. Like, even in a heterosexual relationship, if the guy is going to cheat, the guy's going to cheat no matter what. It doesn't mean it. It doesn't come down to who you are as a person. It's the guy, like or whoever wants to cheat. If you're gonna cheat, you're gonna cheat. Like it doesn't matter about your label. Uh, you you could be anyone. If you're a cheater, you're a cheater. Mm, there's so much to unpack here. This is so great. Because you're right. It's not spoken about a lot at all. No. I think when Abby Chatfield recently came out as being in a non-monogamous relationship, it forced yeah. a lot of people uh, nationwide to to understand a little bit further that just because you're in an open relationship, it doesn't mean your relationship is not romantically uh, sound and beautiful. That's but, right what needed to happen was the articulation of in every single type of relationship, no matter the sexuality, and you've just hit the nail on the head, there is always going to be people who want monogamy Mm. and are capable of delivering on it. There will always be people who are in monogamous relationships and are not capable and they cheat. And there will be people in non-monogamous relationships who are very interested in sleeping with other people, but are also not interested in dating multiple people. So there's a lot of different buckets, but what you've said is beautiful. It has nothing to do with sexuality. Hmm. No matter what relationship structure you're in, you're allowed to define what you want from people. So I think that's the only way to articulate it is I'm bisexual. I am capable of being sexually attracted to both people, but I'm in a monogamous relationship and I am only interested in remaining faithful to the person I'm dating. End of story. Get out of my fucking face. Oh, you got that good. <laughs> Mic drop. Like, Mic drop. Okay, so we've made our way through your initial coming out. We've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about your sexuality, uh, your current relationship, but I, I have to just now go to really how you became a part of Art Zeitgeist, which is at what point do you decide, do you know what I want to do? I want to go on television. Well, when did that happen? Talk us through it, and then we'll unpack uh, your national coming out. So I was scouted. I was, I'm not even lying. I was sitting at home. I love this story. I was sitting at home, and I just finished my foot-long subway. And yeah, you did. What was on the subway? Tell me the deets. Uh, it was um, <laughs> chicken snitty, because I there love a good go, snitty. There you go, there you go. You know, all the salads, you name it. Mm. I'd finish it. Look, if you want to get right into detail, I was I just eating my um, the strawberry cheesecake cookie. I oh. just finished it, and that is on point. And I had a phone call. It was a private number, and I answered it. And on the other end was this female, and she goes, "Oh, hi, is this Liam Cooper?" I was like, "Yeah, this is he." And she was like, "Oh, I was just wondering, um, are you single? Single? This is such and such from Married at First Sight." And I was just like, "Oh," and I actually joked around. I was like, "Oh, unfortunately, no, I'm not. Like, I'm taken." And she was like, oh, oh, we got told you were single. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just joking. Like, I'm single. And she was like, oh, do you want to come on the show? And I was like, oh, like, I never thought about it. But yeah, okay, like, what do I have to do? And she was like, well, we've only got two weeks left until filming. So two it's weeks? Be, yeah, it's, yeah, it was literally two weeks. Because I think at that time, um, lockdown had just hit and it was mm. hard lockdown. So they had to juggle everyone and try and get people from New South Wales, Queensland, and somewhere else and couldn't have Melbourne. So I think they lost a lot of their cast. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then we literally, I went through the fastest process I've ever been through in my life. Like it was 
forms after forms, interviews after interviews, Skype sessions, you name it, therapist, the whole shabam within under, I think, five days. Wow. And then I was told, I got the phone call being like, yep, you've made it, congratulations, you're on the show. And then within under, I think, half an hour, I got the phone call back being like, yeah, just stand by on that one. I was like, oh, okay, no worries, like whatever. And then I didn't hear back from them for maybe three weeks. And I was, and at that point I had Googled and I had noticed that casts were getting married and they were out in Daily Mail. So I was like, oh, okay, well, obviously I wasn't selected. Mm. No worries, like something went wrong. And then boom, I got another phone call being like, oh, we're so sorry. Like it's been three weeks, but your bride originally pulled out. She didn't want to be with it. So we had to then stop it. I was like, no worries, whatever. And they're like, would you be interested in coming on? as an intruder. So I was originally meant to go on as an original yeah. cast and then came in as intruder. And I was like, yeah, okay, because they still wanted me. They're like, we still want you. We want you as an intruder. Come on in. I was like, cool, whatever. I'm down for this. Let's do this. So then what I found out was they found when I agreed to be the intruder, I think it was like on a Thursday, they then found Georgia that night. So they went hard oh and they found... <laughs> They, I, what they did was they literally inboxed Georgia and was like, hey, do you want to be a married at first sight? And I think she was like, yeah, right, cool, I'll do it. Selected her and then we were married that next Tuesday. Amazing. So I had to plan my wedding. I had to do everything from Thursday night until Tuesday. Well, until Monday. No, wow. Sunday. So I was like from Thursday to Sunday, I had to get my guests. I had to write my list. I had to do all this. And then the car picked me up on Sunday to go to my location for my wedding. That is and insane. Bam, bam, bam. And it's also yeah. insane because you guys had an amazing initial connection. So the fact that yeah. they could like pick people out of literally thin air, place them together, and then have this obviously didn't work out in the long run, but still yeah. there was like a solid connection there. Oh, yeah. I have to ask, when throughout the process did they ask you about your sexuality? So I told them straight away. I put on my, all of my forms. I was bisexual. I wasn't hiding that. And then the producers, because you speak to the producers and then you get to meet um, the big bosses. So like Tara, John, yep. and someone else. And so it was when I was talking to them, they were like, oh yeah, okay. They didn't even know I was bisexual for some reason. They must have missed the forms or, or whatever. Or oh, this is untold. I've never told anyone on this. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. First and, time uh, exclusive. Yeah, get it. <laughs> so they didn't even bat an eyelid. And they didn't even ask me. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. We like you. Like, we really want you. And I was like, yep, no worries. And then I think two hours later, I got a phone call from the producer being like, oh, they want to have another Skype session with you. Can you go back on? I was like, yeah, no worries. And they just said, they're like, oh, you're bisexual. And I was like, yeah. And they go, oh, so they're just looking at me. I'm like, yeah, like, Mm. come on. And they go, oh, so do you want to be with a female or a male? And I was like, oh, Look, I've never been with a male. And in my head, I always thought, okay, I don't care if I get married to a male, I can do that. But I had this gut feeling that they would have set me up with someone completely different. Like they would have been someone that I was not attracted to. We would have fought like I would have. And I said to them, I said, unless you can get me Zac Efron looking or someone in that type, I I will probably turn around and walk away at the altar. And they were just like, oh, like savage, but... Okay, we get that. Very savage. And I'm not going to let you go further without us unpacking this a little bit. Get it. If you had never been in a relationship with a man before, is there concerns that 
that is just going to be so much more difficult in general if there's not an intense sexual attraction. Whereas with a woman, you have more experience dating them. You understand the nuances of emotional connection. So for you, it's a little bit easier to go, I'm going to risk their physical appearance because I know that I'll be able to make those emotional connections. Yeah, like physical appearance doesn't bother me. I know it's like it just was. But physical, I'm all about personality. But I think it was because I've never dated a guy or I've never been in public with a guy like holding their hands or Mm. being known to be attached to a guy. So to me, I would have had to try and work myself out while going through the process of marrying a guy. Yeah, that's And to me, that was like the biggest mind F of my life. I was like, how do I then feel comfortable with holding his hand in public on national television. On national television, but also trying to not accept myself, but understand that this is okay, Liam. Like, this is fine to do. So that was my biggest concern. And mm. I was just, that's why I was like, look, I'm not against it, but I just know you won't do the right thing by me. Wow. You won't support me learning myself. You won't support the transition per se. Mm. You just want someone who's completely opposite and we will fight and it will end badly. And I was like, one... I'm coming on the show to represent bisexuals and their community. And I don't want to do it injustice because you guys want me to fight with someone who's complete opposite to me. Yeah. So that was kind of why we didn't go down that path. But they kind of like, are you sure you don't want to be with a guy? Like, they of were, course they, they would have wanted pushing. that. Yeah, but they were just like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? And I was like, yep. Like, and if you can guarantee me that you're going to actually do it properly, I'll do it. Mm. But if you can't, then I'm not doing it. Wow. And they're like, no worries. And that's when Georgia. I mean, I cannot imagine having your first ever dating experience with a man be a marriage instantly is a good idea. Yeah. But as a producer, if I was producing the show, I'd be like, get him on here. Get the guy immediately. Let's do this. It would have been something else. Like Mm -hmm. it it probably would have made history because it's never happened on that show before. Like I know I was the first bisexual. I was going to say, are you trying to pretend you aren't history making? Yeah, right. He is. I've ticked the box. But yeah, like could you imagine that? Not only trying to like struggle and go through that, like it's a it's a producer's golden box. Sure, they would have loved it. But I mean, let's be honest. It was it's it's nice to kind of hear the process of understanding mm. why not a man, because I think it's really valuable for people listening who might not have bisexual friends to understand that though you're sexually attracted to two genders, that also doesn't mean that you're willing to race into a relationship or race down the altar with both at the same time. It Mm. might mean that there are bisexuals in your life who do not care who they get married to, but I also think it's completely appropriate to admit that at a time in your life, you are more comfortable with the thought of marrying a woman than you were with a man. That does not change who you're sexually Mm -hmm. attracted to. It's more of an insight into your heart, your comfort, and your lived experience, right? Mm -hmm. God, you're good. Ooh, I mean, really, I'm just very, very passionate about this, mainly because we need to get to the meat of it, which was prior to going on the show, you knew, I'm guessing, that this was going to be a thing. It was going to be on every headline. They were going to focus on it. Or did you go in thinking that your narrative might be a little bit different? I'm interested based off the interview process and all of the lead up. What did you think your story was going to be? So I'm pretty naive. I I can admit that. I didn't even cross my mind. I literally thought I was going to go into the show. They would mention that I was bisexual and that would be it. Like that. And then would be the story of me and Georgia. 
that was it. I didn't even didn't even cross my mind that it would get blown up the way it got blown up. And when it did, I was like, and people asked me like, did you not expect this? I mean, and I was like, that's my actually question. in my head, no, I didn't. Like, and I guess to me, you know, labels, I'm labels are labels. Like, I, I don't like them. I don't think we have to have labels. So in my head, I was like, mm, no, like, yeah, I'm bisexual. We'll, we'll have the story. They'll introduce me. And then after my wedding, it will be normal. Like, mm. it will be nothing. But boy, was I wrong. It was constantly bisexual Liam the whole entire time. Mm. And there were so many conversations that were cut out. Like, I remember one dinner party where the focus was around me being bisexual. The whole entire dinner party was just me being like, oh, you can't be faithful, Georgia. You're bisexual. You're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. And I remember getting so angry. Mm. I looked down the camera and I was like, this is effed. I'm not doing this. I'm not answering your questions. I'm done. And I got pulled out. Like I got dragged out and was like, you will and you'll talk about it. And I was just like, I'm not doing it. Like, catch you later. I'm not your guinea pig. Mm. I'm not this person. I'm Liam Cooper. That's all I am. I'm bisexual, yes, but I'm more than my label. Uh. And I think people struggled so hard with that on the show because it was just fixated. The We went on a date and they were hounding me to take Georgia and didn't make it to scene, but they were hounding me to take her to a drag queen show. Of course. And not. I said to them, I was just like, I would take her there for like a Sunday brunch, like a boozy brunch, whatever. I would do that in the outside world, but I wouldn't take her for my final date. Mm. Like that's not a final date. I, w- I wouldn't even take a guy there on a final date. That's yeah. not how I roll. Yeah. And they're like, but do it. Like it'll be so good. Just do it. But we need it. the stereotypical opportunity to project to the nation exactly right? what happens within the queer community so that yeah. people can understand the juxtaposition between gays and straight people. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was just like, I, there was no winning. There was no winning. And I was like, fine, whatever. Do it. Let's wow. do it. Let's go. So we did it and we got there and um, Hannah Condor was the drag queen and I love her. Yeah. And we were sitting there and it was just turned up to the max. Like, it was just, look at Liam, like, pulled me up on stage, got me to dance with Hannah Conda, did the whole thing. It was just fixated on, look, Liam's at a drag club. He dragged Georgia. And, you you know, they will turn to Georgia and she'd be, she'd be sitting there and she was enjoying it, but I knew what they were trying to do. Sure. They like, weren't going to take just, the cut the cuts of her being happy. They were going to take the no. cuts of her looking uncomfortable. Yeah. And thankfully, well, not thankfully, but because um, the video didn't make it to air, I think they scrapped it. Mm. And, you know, I would have loved for it to be part of it. Like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I was fine with it. But the way they just hounded and hounded. And then the media picked up on me. And, and that's what I fought the media on was every article that was, came out about me was the bisexual Liam Cooper. The bisexual Liam Cooper goes to the beach. Yeah. It's like, bro, I'm Liam Cooper. Like, just say I'm at the beach. You don't yeah. have to say the bisexual. Everyone knows I'm bisexual. Like, you don't have, you know, Samuel Levi, the gay, goes to the beach. And I'm just like, why is it such a big deal? Like, can we please get over this? Mm. I mean, it makes sense now that I've spoken to you because you said in the very beginning you don't believe in coming out. You're not a huge fan of labels. So naturally, someone like that might be a little naive to the fact that they would focus so intensely. There are a lot of people who live in this world who it genuinely is not important to them. Like their sexuality Mm. is such a separate conversation to maybe their creative interests or their profession or who they are and their character. And that really does seem like you, more driven Mm. by kind of values and character than Mm. anything else. But as someone who 
watches reality television, did you have to, prior to going onto the show, prepare people in your life? I mean, you hadn't come out to everyone. You haven't spoken to your parents. At least that's yeah. my understanding about yeah. our chat so far. Did they really find out by watching the, the yeah. episode? I'm not even lying. So I even filmed with my auntie and my grandparents and they didn't even know at the time. So the only people that knew was my sister, my brother, and some friends of mine. That was it. So when we were filming with my grandparents and my auntie, I was like, yeah, I'm getting married. And they're like, okay, cameras, like nothing was talked about. And I was like, cool. So the whole entire world plus my family, so cousins, aunties, uncles, my dad and my mom who I do not speak to, they all found out. So obviously I was leaked wow. to the public and the public knew that I was going on the show way before the show aired. Yeah. So everyone had time. Like yeah. everyone knew, who, like my close friends, my family, everyone knew that I was going on. Mm. So they watched it. That is when they found out I was bisexual. Why didn't you tell them before, Liam Cooper? <laughs> tell I me. Just, one, because I thought, what for? Like you don't need to know. I'm, you know, I'm more than who I am. I'm not just a label. Mm. But also I was like, what better way to rip the Band-Aid off into the whole entire world? Like they're going to know I don't have to sit down because I also hate that. Like, sure. Because I, I need who to doesn't? tell you something like <laughs> I'm bisexual. Mm. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I was like, well, what better way? The whole world, there's like X amount of people that watch that show. Let's do it. Let's rip it off. The whole world will know. There'll be articles. There'll be this. There'll be that. Long lost friends that I haven't talked to. I had people in year 10 trying to hit me up just to be like, Oh my God, like, yep, cool, this is great. Wow. I didn't know you were bisexual, blah, blah, blah. I even had some close friends be like, had no idea. Why did you not tell me? Wow. And I was just like, oh, I didn't feel the need. Like, not that I didn't care, I just didn't feel the need to tell you. But yeah, I had a lot of people, I I guess in some sense, I did have people that were hurt because they thought, we, well, we are, that we were close friends and they didn't know or they weren't told and they had to find out mm. via the show. But when I really unpacked it and told them, like it was the the way I thought was best for everyone to hear, and the way I kind of felt, okay, this is going to be comfortable for me. Everyone's going to know. I then don't have to talk about it. I can then talk about, yeah, well, that that's who I am. This is me, and have those conversations. Yeah. But I don't have to have the thousand times I'm coming out. This is who I am. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. I mean, getting to know you a little bit better and understanding kind of where your heart lies and how you think about the world, it makes a lot more sense. I think mm. if, especially because you're marrying a woman at the time too. So if you believe that bisexual will just be one small element, but you're there to marry yeah. a woman and your hope is the focus on the show is going to be about this relationship and how it can be as strong as possible. Maybe there's the potential that it just becomes a non-starter. And also yeah. I think isn't everyone's hope that their sexuality is not, the defining feature of who they are. I mean, right. you can watch a show like MasterChef or Survivor and people's sexuality is never brought up. It's just mm. a small, 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 small accent and the focus is on the food or the focus is on the, str the strategy of the show. On dating shows, it's a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize that. And I guess because I had such a positive experience telling those close people uh, and it was like a nothing conversation yeah. to them, I just thought it'd be the same. I was like, cool. Everyone would be like, all right, you're bisexual. Bob's your uncle, catch ya. Mm. But it wasn't until I got into my wedding and the whole, like the, the cast that were there were told prior that I was bisexual. And then when I got told in front of Georgia, that's when I was like, oh God. That was the light bulb moment where I was like, shit. Yeah. Like, it's going to get real. And then that's when it just... It was obviously really hard to watch as a member of the queer community because 
I mean, my job is to talk about the coming out experience and that to me did not feel like a classy way to approach. Uh. It almost felt like you were forced out and then the cameras are leaning directly into this woman who, as far as I know, Georgia seemed like a nice accepting human who probably, if she had heard that information privately, could have handled it better, but it's like Mm. thrust on her publicly. How did you feel about that being portrayed the way that it was? I was pissed. Mm. I was so annoyed and angry, but also hurt because prior to the wedding, I told producers, I was like, I will tell her, but I'll tell her in my time. I'll tell her after the wedding, when we get alone time, or I'll tell her and I'll explain it the way I want to explain it. So people, because I feel like the way I explain it, people then understand. I mean, it's terrible for both of you. It's terrible for you because you're publicly outed, which is wildly inappropriate. And then it's terrible Mm -hmm. for her because I believe you should know I mean, obviously, it goes against the premise of the show, but, like, you should know who you're marrying a little bit or as much as you possibly can. And they're saying, well, you don't. And here, we're going to, not only are we going to tell you this information, but we're going to tell you on national television and we're going to zoom in the second you find out about it, which is sad. Well, I talked to Georgia afterwards and she actually told me in her process, like, when she was um, going through it all, and even up until our wedding, on our wedding day, they actually would say to her, what about if he's bisexual? Are you okay with that? Oh, okay. So they were constantly asking, like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, like, that's fine. I don't care. So she said to me, like, she knew that I was either going to be bisexual or there was I had a history with guys or something. Like, she just knew something was there because of the questions she was always asked prior to our wedding. Okay. So there was, like, an inkling there, but… I respect the producers a little bit more, but just a little bit. <laughs> just this tiny little bit. How did your family react? It was nothing. My biggest concern was my brother and my sister, mm. and they didn't care. Yeah. So to me, that's that's all that mattered in the whole entire world was those two accepting. But then I had my grandparents who we filmed with, and my grandpa is like, he's man, man. Yeah. He's yeah. back in there. He's a carpenter. He's like, go to the pub, drink. Like, he's your man. Mm. And he was just like, okay. Like, I, I don't care, Liam. Like, I just love you for you. My grandma cried on the phone and she was like, why would you not tell us? Like, we love you for who you are. Oh, and man. I was like, oh my God. Like, I wish I could have told you before. But maybe part of me was a little bit scared. Mm. I'm not quite sure. Of course. And then my auntie, who was also there, she was, same thing as my brother. She's like, I've always known. I was just waiting for you. And I was just like, oh, if only I knew that this was my reaction, I would have told you guys a long time ago. But... Yeah, so my family and that were fine with it. Well, my immediate family and who I cared about, they were fine with it. Mm, That's wonderful. And then overall, obviously we got to see how it played out in the press, but I'm fascinated Mm. from your perspective. You've publicly come out national television. Most people will never have that happen to them. They will never Mm. have in the blink of an eye, not just Australia, but many other countries with versions of the show be aware of your sexuality. How did you yeah. feel the press handled it? Like, what was the overall feeling for you over the course of the, the the days after that airing? Was it positive? Was it negative? Were people supportive or did they hate it? It was negative. Like, every... Look, I had some... Like, I had some articles written about me that was positive and they were like, you know, bisexual. But every article from Daily Mail was mm-hmm. literally the bisexual Liam Cooper. And I hated it. And then... I think I had more negative press and comments as the show went on. Sure. Mm. Looking back on it, do you feel that the narrative or the conversation in this country moved forward in a positive way? No. No. It is a bummer. I feel like Australia is very backwards in regards to sexuality and accepting. Um, I, 
you know, always got comments being like, what you've done to her, you've just used her because you are really gay. She was a stepping stone. Mm. You know, you weren't true to yourself and you've hurt her and you should be ashamed of yourself and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until uh, we aired in Europe and or in the other countries was when people could actually see what was happening and they were like, oh, good on you and they accepted me for who I was. But Australia is so backwards in this community. Mm. Like it blows my mind. I mean, I, I have to ask you this. When you met your partner now and you started mm-hmm. to potentially see that this could be something, was there a fear that it was going to just trip into this negative image, which is like, oh, oh yeah. see, look, he really is gay. Yeah, I knew I was going to get hate straight away. I knew the public would come hard and say, oh, told you so. Is that knew what it. they did? Oh, yeah, hard. They came hard and was just like, we knew this, like this was a stepping stone, poor Georgia, you weren't yourself, you weren't telling the truth, like, look, it didn't take you long to find a guy. And I was like, guys, you don't realize I filmed over seven months ago. Like me and Georgia had been separated for all those months. Like I had been single for seven months. Mm. And people were just, they could just see because the show aired and finished on that day, that's how they thought was real. Um, but I copped it, yeah, like you wouldn't believe it. And I was just like, I knew it was coming. I even said to Samuel, the, the day we announced it, I was like, get ready for this. Mm. Like it's going to come. And it happened. I'm really sorry that happened to you. It's a pity as someone, a member of this mm. community, that you would have to cop that. There is a silver lining. And I know, unfortunately, it's a silver lining for other people. It's not for you. Yeah. But it's useful to see oh, yeah. someone handle these things. It's useful to see a public outing. It's useful mm-hmm. to hear the negativity because what it reminds Australia is this isn't a, a beautiful life for everyone. The world yeah. is not accepting of everyone. There's a lot of negativity that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis when they're different. Mm-hmm. And we got to witness what I think is the worst case scenario, which is like yeah. uncomfortable, public outing, judgmental, nasty people, disgusting headlines. Like we got to witness that and it was hard because I had to look at you and go, I wish I could just hug him because this is terrible. But I hope that there were some people who watched and said, this makes me uncomfortable. Why does it make me uncomfortable? Because I know this is wrong and someone like Mm. this shouldn't be treated this way. And then for you to be judged for getting into a gay relationship, well, I hope there's more people watching and going, this is real. Bisexual people are real. They can be sexually attracted to two different people, be in a relationship with one, one of the, sexualities and people are going to judge them even then and there's no escaping it and that is the reality of their lived experience and if you keep on hiding under a rock and pretending it doesn't exist you're never going to grow this is the truth and if it makes you uncomfortable fucking good i'm glad it makes you uncomfortable reach out to liam and apologize right and look with the negative there was positive you know there was another podcast so dramatic oh i've listened okay great so megan was was such a big support and her drama army was so supportive. Good. If it wasn't for them, I don't know. I don't know. Because after the show, I went to go into hiding. I didn't want to be seen. Mm. And it wasn't until she introduced me into that group and I saw all the support and I saw the positive comments coming through. It'd been like, Liam, like, be who you are. We accept you. I was like, okay, the fire was lit. And I was like, right, I need to keep educating. Yep. I need to keep moving forward. And I need to, yes, this is a shit time. But I need to get my voice out there and I, people need to know that it's okay to do this and it's okay to be bisexual and, and it's not a crime. And It just, it fired me. And because of that, 
yeah, it was a big support. And I don't think if I had that, I think it would have been completely opposite and I would have just hid away. Wow. Well, I know that members of our community are going to understand. And I know that members mm. of our community will appreciate you um, putting yourself <laughs> at risk a little bit for for the benefit of of young yeah. people who are queer, for young people who are watching television with their parents that day, 11-year-olds who got to see someone just like them. To young bisexual people, what would, what would you like to say to them? I would probably say just be who you are and don't be scared. I think the biggest thing that I, when I was growing up, I thought I couldn't tell anyone. And then it's just like, well, just be yourself because I don't think you realize the long-term effects it has on you when you have to hide away and not be who you are. And you get to a certain point and you're like, I, if only I knew. And I wish if I knew what it was going to be like coming out back in those days, I would have done it. I would have done it sooner and I would have been who I was and I would have been more accepting and I would have hated myself and judged myself and thought I was disgusting and all of these things if I only knew and knew that it's okay. Like nothing is going to hurt you. Nothing is going to come against. And the people that don't accept you, well, they're not meant to be in your life. Like flick them away and keep on doing you. What would you say to parents who might have children who are bisexual? I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to chat with any, but I'm sure there are a lot of parents listening who this might be really relevant to them. What would you want to say to, to, to parents of bisexual kids? Yeah, I would actually say to listen to your child and try to understand and not judge them and just let them speak to you. Because I've actually had parents inbox me and said, thank you so much for being you and coming on the show. Because, I, oh God, I, get, I actually get emotional. But they had a son who was committing suicide who tried six times and they didn't know why. Like in their world, they had this perfect little world, happy little family, but he was just so unhappy and they didn't know why. And it wasn't until the son saw me on TV and was just like, oh my God, I'm bisexual. This is what it is. Told his parents and then told them that's why I've been trying to commit suicide because I feel like I'm a freak and I can't be accepted. So that, like, it gives me chills to know that me just being on a show accepted a young teenager and he stopped trying to take his life because he realized that bisexual is out there and it's okay and you can be who you are and live a normal life. So with stuff like that and parents, I don't think they realize the struggles that youth go through and they feel like they're not accepted or they are a freak or something's weird about them. So just listen and talk to them, please. Like when you hear stories like that, it's, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. I mean, Normally, I would think this is a large leap, but based off the conversation you started with, it's suicide prevention to be accepting. Yep. Oh, it just, it hurts me to have to even admit it, but Mm. the world is a scary, the world is a scary place for queer people, for young queer people. It's really hard. And you're, oh, wow, sorry. And your home is supposed to be a safe place. It's the only place when the world is dark that you can rush back to and feel safe. And so if you're parent, as a parent, it's your job. That is your job. It's what you signed up for. Uh You willingly went in the process knowing this. And so if you can create that safe space, even with a couple sentences, just a few times, no matter how dark the world is, at least they can come back to you. That is your job as a parent. Mm -hmm. Spot on. We need to wrap this up. I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, please. It's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for kind of pushing through uncomfortable questions. Thank you for giving and shining a light, be it quite challenging for you, I'm sure, for, for many weeks and many months um, on a really important 
letter of our fabulous alphabet. I hope this conversation can make its way far and wide so that you can continue this great education. And I, I just really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Have a wonderful, fabulous, fantastic rest of your day. You too. Okay, we are back. How are you going? How are you feeling? If this episode left you wanting more information about our wonderful LGBTQIA plus alphabet, then you should check out Minus 18. They're Australia's LGBTQIA plus charity. They have heaps of resources on their website and they run trainings for workplaces and classrooms. Minus 18 are on all socials at minus 18 youth and their website is minus 18.org.au. But minus 18 isn't a helpline. So if you're looking for support, you can call QLife on 1-800-184-527 for free every day from 3 p.m. till midnight. If you're feeling anxious and not up to talking on the phone, they also have web chat at qlife.org.au. Lifeline is also available 24 hours a day for crisis support and suicide prevention. Their number is 13 11 14. If you want to be a part of the Come Out Wherever You Are community, you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at Come Out Wherever You Are. You can also follow me at Sean Zeps. That's S E A N S Z E P S. Come Out Wherever You Are is presented by me, Sean Zeps, producer Lindsay Green, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and audio producer Chris Marsh. Listener.